Sky Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. And knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. Hello, welcome into a Tuesday night edition of the Rich Keith Show here on WEEI. Andy Hart is alongside from... Uh, a snowy part of the state, not like here at all. But Hart, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I uh, good. enjoyed the snow day. Good. I like a snow day too when there's snow. And so, just to, <laughs> I'm not going to hijack the show, but this was really upsetting to me and really upsetting to my daughter, who is four and loves preschool, also loves playing in the snow. Today, neither of those things happened in her life. She had no school. It got canceled last night. We wake up this morning, the streets bone dry, the yard dry, like less snow than there was before. And she's like, well, where's the snow day? You told me I can't go to school. I'm like, yeah, listen, I don't get it. It didn't make any sense because even last night, all the weather people were like, yeah, north of Boston, one to three, maybe. Right. And they were like, all right, cancel everything. Everybody work from home. That was bizarre. It's the worst, it kept- it's the worst called snow day of my lifetime. And I feel like these are getting more common. We've yeah. had a couple down here over the last couple of years where it's like they cancel school the night before like, and what? everybody shuts down and the Y is closed and this is closed. And then you wake up and you're like, huh, I see a little damp pavement out there, but that's about it. Is I was worried because I woke up this morning with no snow either. It was like 7.15. It was uh, raining, drizzling a little. A late start. Yep, and then kind then of like it Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah late, exactly. Or even start. Usher. I thought Usher got off to a slow start. Yeah, he too, did. Once so. he put those rollerblades on, though, he kind of kicked it up a notch, didn't he? Well, and once he brought out some friends, I thought the friends helped to yeah. elevate the performances. And he popped the top. As soon as that shirt came off, you're like, nah, we're talking. Although I do need somebody to explain to me, and I right. didn't think that once at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need. Um, That's fine. So, have you seen this thing with the Alicia Keys one? What's where- this thing with the Alicia Keys one? So in her, so she joins him. She's at the piano. Oh, yeah, killing it. She notoriously has a great voice, great singer, the whole thing. Yeah. But according to the videos I've seen on the internet and reports on the internet, which are always dangerous right. to trust, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had a, like a pretty, um, I don't know if it's embarrassing, but a pretty uh, noticeable voice crack. Oh, that yeah. They somehow edited it out, and like there's a good version. Like 
Stiz, do you know how to do how like does they, that? Yeah, work? yeah. So, ba- so I mean, if you guys remember, right at the beginning, there was this big Apple Music thing. Apple Music presents the yes. halftime yeah, show, yeah, yeah. right? Which I'd never seen before. I think that was a relatively newer thing. Okay. And then, so I think right after the performance, that whole pr- performance was uploaded onto Apple Music, and you could go listen to it uh, and stream the audio. And yes, she did have a voice crack in the live performance. Oh, yeah. And when it was uploaded to Apple Music, it was not. It was replaced. Okay, Crazy. so it was there live yeah it was there live yeah i didn't notice it as much remember. until i started seeing the videos with the side-by-side comparison and it is it is quite noticeable it's, it's stark difference. yeah oh, when it when it, when the whole performance is going it's a very small thing yeah. you know yeah. it's hard to catch it but when you right. see it just a three second clip of it you, it. you hear it like and especially know. her because she's oh. known for she got honey in her voice, voice for God's like sake. usher usher the one thing I give him credit for is right out the gate, you're like, oh, he's singing. There's no lip syncing here. This nope, it that's was him because you could hear his his breathing. Hey, you could hear good like, the mic there. moving, yeah. the whole thing. Um, yeah, I thought that like the game itself, they kind of mirrored each other, started slow and finished <laughs> yeah. strong. Well, and it was a great finish to the game, great finish to the halftime show as well. And so uh, your biggest takeaway, Hart, from the game was what? Uh, so what was the famous call by uh, Tony Romo? Gil Santos? Oh. No. <laughs> Yes, Kansas City, you are a dynasty. Dynasty. Yep. I mean, you officially stamped the That's dynasty. It. We've we've made the rule that it's three, yep. and now you have the most recent back-to-back Super Bowl champion, no longer the Patriots. Um, so I, I know that pushes some buttons with some New Englanders. Oh, yeah. The sure you does. people out there, but it is what it is. No, I know the, the, the parallels are just so many between the Patriots and the Chiefs, and then them being the last two teams to win back-to-back, too, just yep. sort of jumps out to you and it's like yeah i mean i just think you know no lead is safe with with patrick mahomes and and you have the same feeling watching mahomes as you did with brady now it's different because you rooted for brady you're not necessarily rooting for mahomes but like an overtime situation or fourth quarter two minute drill it was like there was a stretch when every time david ortiz came to the plate you're like he's gonna get a hit right. like even though you know they're down two two outs bottom of the ninth like, he's gonna get a hit because he always gets a hit and he would and it's it's the same thing. No, now. clutch is not a thing, silly. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's not at all. <laughs> Hence why Shanahan's like, we want that third possession in overtime. I'm not worried about what happens in the first or second. We want to crack at that third one. Well, he's but a bit of a boob. He is a boob. And that's also one of the big takeaways. We talked about it on our uh, the big game brunch back on Sunday when we were getting ready for the game. Just so much to gain and lose for Kyle Shanahan. Like, we always highlight the quarterbacks and the coaches, obviously. But Shanahan has been in the Super Bowl before as both a head coach and a coordinator. Yep. Uh, as a coordinator, the worst collapse of all time. And even as a head coach, kind of a kind of a bad loss, at least from yep. where you were. And more of the same. More of the same. And he did it twice. It was the third quarter play calling and not getting Christian McCaffrey the ball. And then it was the dumb, even if it ended up being a team decision, the dumb decision in overtime to take the ball first. So, to me, I mean, Kyle Shanahan had a rough, rough game. Yeah, and if you look at the coaching comparison, there's a guy who was once thought of as a questionable game manager, time management guy, couldn't win the big one in Andy Reid, who's now certainly elevated his status against uh, Shanahan, who, I mean, these these demons are going to start to really hang over him and you know maybe someday he'll do the steve young thing and get a monkey off his back kind of thing it is very similar to reed although reed had the one famous super bowl loss where his quarterback was thrown up on the field where shanahan now has three super bowl losses and and, purdy didn't throw up 
Purdy didn't. Purdy was I thought solid. Purdy was good enough to win. Good enough. He yeah, was yeah. Yep. absolutely good enough to win this game. Now, he wasn't in the end good enough to beat Patrick Mahomes because neither right. quarterback was perfect. You know, there were some uh, missed no. throws. No, no, and Mahomes had a real slow first half, real right. slow start. Ugly to the game, interception but, yeah. where he had that little flick overthrow. Um, Brock Purdy not end, throwing a pick cost me a small fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I had that idiot for one pick in like so many different parlays. Of, like, and did you think you had it on the the crosser to Debo, which was a good throw that yes. went off Debo's hands? I thought there was I thought there was the chance there. I was on like, the edge of my seat for that one. Yeah, no, but he was yes. he was pretty smart with the ball. He was kind of like the anti Garoppolo. Like he really didn't give the Chiefs too many chances to come up with the play. But no, it was the third quarter. After they get the interception from Mahomes, the 49ers went three consecutive three and outs where they moved the ball backwards. They went for minus two yards in those three possessions. McCaffrey got the ball twice. I think it was uh, one pass catch and one rush. And uh, it allowed the Chiefs to at least be able to build a little bit of momentum. And then you have the big special teams play, which is a difference maker. And then some. But also, I mean, I don't know how you felt about that. Just. Bad luck, unavoidable. I don't even know how you want to yeah, describe it's a t- it. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, because the guy's doing what he thinks he's supposed to be doing, and the yeah. ball goes a little short and bounces and hits him in the leg. So, yeah, I don't think it's like you're blaming a guy or like, uh-oh, like here come the death threats from the fan base. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess. No, it just, it's one of those unfortunate events in a big game that yeah. uh, turns the game, that it's very impactful on the game, but I'm not sure. Like, I wouldn't put that up there, for example, with Patriots fans the interception that goes through Asante Samuel's hands. Like, yeah, he could have no. probably caught that, should have probably caught that. He didn't, so okay, the criticism. But, but that's why, like, to me, with when it comes to special teams, and you're right, like, that guy, like, I don't know how else you really coach it differently, but I just want my special teams to be, like, net neutral. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to have the greatest special teams in the world. I don't need to have the worst. You can't have the worst ones, right? Like, you can't, you can't turn it over and you can't give up touchdowns. Other than that, like, kick it out of bounds – Get all the touchbacks in the world. Fair catch it. Just move on. Like, give the ball back to your great offense. Like, that's so all I want to do. You didn't enjoy uh, consecutive or within a short period of time new Super Bowl record long field goals? Although, no, that, was, that wasn't bad. No, I guess I you look at 55, that. 55, and then a little while later they're lining up, and it's like, going to break a Super Bowl record. I was like, didn't that just get set a little while ago before I had wings? It did. Like, You're you damn right. Yeah, they, they <laughs> broke it like three times. No, I, no, no, no. So field goal, I guess, is the one because, like, your scoring points is a little bit different. I just like kickoff, kick return, punt, punt return. Don't screw it up. Don't cost right. me a possession because at this point I think I'm getting the ball back if I'm on return. Just right. that's all I want. And uh, didn't happen. They moved the field position, and then the, the Chiefs were able to to take control of it. Um, yeah, and the typical, uh, I would say, sort of big game team quarterback. I believe they scored on the very next play. Correct? Yeah, I believe that's like right. yeah. that's you know you give them a little bit, they take it. You know, you could have gone three and out there, and there's a field goal, whatever. But no, it's like one play, touchdown, rut row raggy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not dead. And you kind of had that feeling. I mean, we had the feeling, first of all, going into the game, the cliche, wow, I don't bet against Mahomes. Hard to bet against Mahomes and read in a big game like yeah. that. And then That's true. the 49ers have a 10-point lead, but did you think the game was over? Because I didn't. It was like, huh. No, they should have had more. You're kind of letting them hang around. Correct. You let them hang around, you're going to regret this. Oh, I've seven this points? Seven points at the half, knowing the Chiefs were going to start the the second half with the ball. Now I know he threw Awful. the pick, but you're right. sitting there watching Usher, and you're like, if you're a Niners fan, you got to be kind of nervous. You're like, it's you're only up seven. You dominated them. Mahomes isn't going to get shut out in the second half, right? And uh, I thought Romo, for whatever you want to say about Romo, I thought Romo had a good call when they were coming out of half, and he was saying how 
you know, Steve Wilkes did a nice job defensively. They were kind of disguising some things. But he's like, Reed and Mahomes are now going to be ready. Like, they now right. saw what you just did in the first half. They're going to make their adjustments, and they, they obviously did. And it's not, it's not like it turned into a, a shootout and both teams are going down the field scoring touchdowns. It ended up being a lot of field goals in the game. Um, but then it goes to overtime. And what was also really jarring when comparing the two coaches, Reed and Shanahan, were the players in the post game. We played it yesterday, but basically Kyle Juszczyk was like, yeah, we didn't know the overtime rules. Right. And then Patrick Mahomes was like, yeah, they drilled the overtime rules into us. Like, we knew exactly what, what it was. And they should. I mean, that's... Yes! It, like, this is what frustrates me a lot of times is... Uh, so we, we have to respect these NFL head coaches at such a level. And some of it for us around here is with Bill, where everything's mm-hmm. a big deal and he's going to work seven days a week and there's no fun, sir. We're just playing, you know, game planning and the next game, the whole thing. So, yeah, I do expect you to know every rule. I do expect (laughs) you to prepare your team for everything. It is your job, after all. And and Kyle Shanahan, I've been told, is where you want to get your coaches from, right? You want to get from the Shanahan Shanahan tree. tree, Oh, yeah. McVeigh tree. Yeah. I don't know if I like the tree anymore because he didn't prepare them for the biggest moment of their lives, going to overtime in the Super Bowl, and I would also just step back for a minute from that. I'm a big believer you didn't need to know the rule. I'm a big believer that you could have taken any relatively intelligent person from any walk of life, quickly given them a synopsis of, so here's how it works, and that person would have said, so we're each going to get the ball, mm-hmm. but if I get it second, I know exactly right. what the status of the game is, whether I need a touchdown, a field goal. Hell, uh, the worst-case scenario, if I give them the ball first, is I'm down eight points when I take the ball. Correct. But guess what? I know I'm down you eight points when I take the ball. So bad. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, and this whole idea, because you can also defer. I heard people talk about that to the third quarter of overtime, if yeah. you want, just yeah. like halftime. Yeah. I don't know why you'd ever want to do that. We're assuming we're going to go two more quarters here and keep, like, yeah. don't love that either. Um, but I don't think you needed to be, because they brought up analytics. Well, you know, it's not a lot of That's information. That's what Shanahan said. Yeah, he's Excuse like, we, we all analytics? got together analytics on it. Yeah. There's dumb and there's not dumb, and you chose dumb, in my opinion. They allowed, I think it's very simple. They allowed one touchdown in 60 minutes, and then their analytic equation was like, well, obviously they're going to score, then we're going to score. And you're like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> but even like, I just, I don't ever, I, I don't, I, I, I'd like somebody to give me a reason yeah. why it was a tough decision or why it's like acceptable the decision he made because I think it's that was bad. I don't want to say it's fireable because that's stupid. Well, no. So my but, point is, yeah, I don't think it's fireable, and I also think that that is because he talked about you know talking about it with the analytics department. I'm sure John Lynch, if he's mad at Shanahan, it's not for the overtime decision because I'm sure that they did discuss it and that's what they came up with as a team. Well, then they both should be fired. Well, if I'm out there, if I'm bad. Fred Warner, it's real bad. I'm like. Wait a minute. Do we really want to do this? I think no. it was Fred Warner. I think that's the captain that took Fred me. Warner. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah he was so, out there. Like, I think I'd be questioning that and be like, or I, I said this to Gresh yesterday when I was on with him. Did no one on the headset? Is there no one in the no. back of the room? Like, they don't have their Ernie hand Adams. Hand? They don't have a guy. Hey, like this that. seems yeah. um, this seems stupid. Yeah. Anybody anybody want to discuss this for a minute before we do something stupid? So I wonder if there's going to be a, a scapegoat in this for the 49ers. Because like you said, Brock Purdy did a better job at what he was supposed to do than Kyle Shanahan did. But I yep. feel like Kyle Shanahan's job is a lot safer. So it'll be interesting yep. to see how uh, both of these teams change in the offseason. You can join us if you have any leftover Super Bowl thoughts. 617-779-7937. Also, Andy Reid flying up. The all-time coaches' rankings. We'll get to that. Uh, but right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. 
The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some headlines. The Celtics, they're in action tonight. They're on the road in Brooklyn, taking on the Nets. They're hoping to make it five in a row. Tip-off from the Barclays Center at 7.30. Kristaps Porzingis was questionable. However, my good friend Ryan Garvin just informed me that he will be out with a lower back contusion. Still no debut from Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer. Springer out with an ankle injury. Tillman with a knee issue. So still no debut from the newly acquired Celtics. The Bruins, they're also in action tonight. They're home at the TD Garden hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Also a historic night for number 63, Bruins captain Brad Marchand. He's playing his 1,000th career game. Marchand will become just the eighth Bruin to play in 1,000 games for the organization. Here's the man himself speaking on the achievement. Feeling very grateful uh, to have experienced all the things I have and to be a part of so many great teams and to be part of you know the best organization in the world. So at the same time, you know, I, I still try not to get caught up in it because I feel like I still have a lot of time left and I uh, still have so many big dreams and goals. And, and uh, you know, I still feel like a kid a lot of times where um, so many so many things that I want to accomplish with this group and with this team and you know you don't ever want it to end. That's right. We know we got we know you got some more goals inside you. From NFL insider Jonathan Jones, the Patriots plan to hire Taylor Embree as their new running backs coach. Uh, Embry was most recently the running backs coach with the Jets. And some Super Bowl ratings numbers. The longest Super Bowl game was also the most watched. According to Nielsen, Sunday's game averaged 123.7 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. That shattered last year's mark of 115 million for Kansas City's last play victory over the Eagles with a 7% increase. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe shows coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. I think I understood you to say after the game last night, you're coming back for another season. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Why not um, ride off into the sunset? at this point for you? You know, Adam, I, I honestly haven't even thought about it, but I get asked it. I mean, I'm still kind of in awe of the, the game and, and what went on there. So um, I really haven't thought why or what or anything else, but people keep asking me. And I, I keep saying, why did Belichick and Pete retire? You know, those guys, they ask those old guys a question. But I'm, I'm the old guy now, <clears throat> so I guess I'm going to be asked that. I really haven't gone there. I haven't really thought about it. That was Andy Reid following his third Super Bowl win back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. And uh, one thing I would say to Coach Reid there, not entirely sure that Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll retired. (laughs) I think those guys may have been forced out of the game. And who knows? Maybe Bill will be back. I doubt Pete Carroll will be back, but you never know. Uh, But Andy Reid now three Super Bowl wins, five Super Bowl appearances, I know you've been on this for a little while, even before the win, Hart, but as far as greatest coach of all time is concerned, he is uh, shooting up those power rankings. Absolutely. And the totality of his career, sort of the inverse of Belichick, where it was pre-Mahomes for him, how did he do, whereas Mm -hmm. it was post-Brady for Belichick. And certainly Andy Reid's pre-Mahomes is far more impressive than Belichick's non-Brady 
coaching because uh, yeah, what, NFC four title games, straight NFC yeah, title games, four straight one Super Bowl appearance, and a Super Bowl where if his quarterback doesn't throw up on himself, there's a chance he beats literally. Belichick. No, literally, that's not discussed yeah, no. enough. It oh, wasn't yeah, like, no, oh, that guy threw up on himself. No, no, no. He vomited all over himself at the right. end of the game. Like, like it couldn't that have Vince been more. McMahon, that old clip. <laughs> he's gonna. Yeah, oh, he's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna. I remember the guy couldn't really get it to happen. Yeah, he's like, I swear. Darren Drozdov, the former Bronco. Who the, he couldn't actually he, do it, but yeah. McNabb could show him how it was done. Oh, um, so, yeah, I, I just think, he, and he's only 65. I think he's about to turn yeah. 66. Yep. So if he's on a Belichick or Pete Carroll timeline, he's got at the very least five or six more years in him. Five more years. So how many Super Bowls does he have to win for it to for him to be considered better than Bill Belichick? So he has the three. I mean, I, I think he gets closer and closer by the minute because the wins, I didn't look up the number. Isn't he within like 20-something wins, too? Uh, he's got to be. I was looking at it's his just regular close. season wins. He's at 258, and then he has another, what, 20-something, 26 in the playoffs? So 78, so it's a lot. 86. Like, he's not, yeah, I think he's within 20-something wins of Belichick or something. So, yeah. and at his rate... He's had, I believe, he's had eleven wins every year he's coached in Kansas City, including Alex Smith and those guys in the beginning. Uh, so yeah, he had no. His uh, he had a year kind of funny, very similar to Bill. He had a year where he was nine and seven, but he's had okay. a winning record every single time. He had five seasons actually pre Mahomes. Yeah, and in those five seasons, Alex Smith was his guy. Made the playoffs four out of those five years, including a couple trips to the divisional round. So yeah, I mean, so, yeah, that's pretty so good. Pretty much penciling in 12 wins, yeah. whether it's 11 plus one win in the playoffs or 12 in the regular, whatever. I know. So, he, 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 so he's got 12 wins potentially next year while Bill's just sitting on Nantucket or doing the TV thing. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I do think people are going to look back with a better uh, vantage point at what he accomplished earlier in his career. And it's funny because now I think people are are denigrating McNabb and like that guy kind of sucked. And he carried his. <laughs> yeah, ass I know he's like, come on, yeah, he was fine. No, I thought McNabb was was a, he was fine. I don't want to do that either and say he oh he wasn't and a bum, but no. yeah, he wasn't like an MVP candidate. He wasn't Brady or Mahomes. Like there's a right. different class there, but it wasn't just some random quarterback that he was stuck with. Like that was so, what, the number two pick in the draft or whatever. And the other thing is, you talk about the total number. Okay, yeah, total Super Bowls. Obviously, if he gets to six, that matches Bill. Whatever. Yeah. But he can also do something that no one's ever done and win three in a row next year. Yeah. And that yeah. changes. When you do things that have never been accomplished right. in 59 years of Super Bowls, okay, that, that goes right near the top of your list of accomplishments. And then maybe that buries that, oh, he, he's got two less Super Bowl wins than Belichick. Okay, he's got two less. But maybe he didn't take a decade off in between Super Bowl wins and dynasties. And, right, like, right. There's always going to be an argument, unless he flat out, goes on a run here and they win like six in a row. Well, then it's like, row, yeah, that's, it's ridiculous. But, but there's probably always going to be an argument, but I just think the argument for the, uh, and now there's some that disagree, like the, in Bill We Trust and Patriot, you people, the Fitzy fanatic types. Well, like the numbers are the numbers, and I think, you know, we run across this with uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James, right? Like there's especially like a younger demo is like LeBron's already the greatest. And then there's others that are like, well, Jordan won six titles. And like, yeah, but LeBron did this, that, and the other thing. It's like, well, until he gets to the six titles, right. then he can't be. But I think there is a lot more nuance to this because it's one thing to be the superstar player on your team. So whether LeBron's in L.A., Miami, or Cleveland, best player, you're supposed to go so far. 
the the coaches and then the records without their Hall of Fame quarterback, it's like that all factors in. And even though Reed has only won won the whole thing with Mahomes, just like Belichick has only won the whole thing with Brady, uh, getting that trip with the Eagles is is big. And then being a perennial playoff team with all these other quarterbacks, that's that's pretty big. Kind of that part blows Bill out of the water. So that's why I asked the question: like, if he gets to four Super Bowls, do you consider it five? Would he would he actually surpass them? It, you know, because you're using all the other stuff. Probably, I, I think, don't think he needs to get six to right. pass him. Yeah, I'm now. Kinda, I'm kind of some on that may one say too. like there's others. There are people that are still, and it's not just fans and super fans and yeah. crazy Patriots lovers that there are people that just throw around. Oh, Bill's the greatest coach of all time. In in my opinion, oh, too I flippantly, I, too I, flippantly. I th- I throw that around. Yeah, and, and I don't, and I do too. Like I usually say, per, I usually put it in perspective a little. Post Paul Brown, you always say. Well, yeah, but okay, so even if you don't love the Paul Brown idea, because, oh, that was so long ago, it was a different game, and it was this, and it was pre-free agents, well, what's your excuse for his contemporary? Because they're contemporaries. The the 2000s have been Belichick in the NFL, and Reed, until Belichick was asked to leave the the NFL while Reed was hitting his career stride Mm -hmm. and looking for three straight Super Bowls. So, And the sample is big for both guys outside of their star, their legend, their goat, right? Belichick is now n- nine seasons without Tom Brady. Is oh, it? it's got to be growing, right? Cause yeah, he five had, and four, right? We had four. It was either Cleveland had four years, right? I thought it was five. Oh, I think he, it's five and four. I think he has nine seasons without Tom Brady. That's a long time. With no, that's one what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's adding up. And not to, you know, go through this a whole, all, all over again because we've spent plenty of time on it, but – Brady not just retiring and like or not just like walking away or like going somewhere and being bad like the fact that he immediately won a Super Bowl with Bruce Arians as his coach is like oh like that kind of right. that stings to Belichick because you're like whereas hey. you could argue we, we were talking about McNabb earlier and what you think of him remember he went to Washington and stunk it was horrible it was over it right. was toast um yeah, who could, knows what if Mahomes. He, what if he had gone to Washington and won and then it's like huh <laughs> Maybe McNabb mm-hmm. was the good one in that relationship, right? Like, yeah. so if we're going to do it with Brady and Belichick, and we're going to like these comparisons, um, so you could actually now, probably say ten seasons, right? Because Brady only played the one game in uh, 2008. So if you're adding up, yeah, but if you're an anti-Bill guy, that actually, he, right? He won 11 games that year. No, they won. Uh, yeah, they won 11 and five, but missed the playoffs. Right. So you can use it either. Either argument can use it. No, but it. they they were the best team <laughs> yeah, okay, ever to miss great. the playoffs. Yeah, they're the greatest, and they would have gone on a run. Right. But either way, I mean, I think if you're just talking about, like, sheer amount of games, right? Like, all right, you had five seasons in Cleveland. Now you're like, all right, that was a long time ago, but still those all add up. And now you've had four full seasons since then. And then you obviously have the uh, most of 2008. You also have the four games in which when Brady was suspended that one year. Like, so if you're – that's a lot of games. Like, there's a lot of NFL coaches who don't have nine years of coaching experience right. on their resume. So do you, like – First of all, where do you put Reed right now? Do you have Bill number one? I do. Yeah, I'm a Belichick number one guy. So Bill's number one all time. Yep. Is Reed top five, top ten? Where is he right now? If he he retired, like everybody was talking about, he retired right now. He's obviously a Hall of Fame coach. Where is he all time? Is he better than Shula? I think is he this better one, than I think Noel? This, so, like, I, you know, it's tough for me to go with, like, Chuck Noll and some of the old school guys, which probably isn't fair, but, like, in – more looking at like my lifetime or even like predating it slightly. I always I always thought of Bill Walsh as like a legendary coach. Sure. Just like, oh Bill Walsh. 
But I think it's so hard to ignore what Reed has done, and I know it's fresh, and I fall into recency bias more than anybody else. I think he is the second-best coach. He's, wow. he's got five Super Bowls already. Tying Paul Brown him, rolling in his grave. Sorry, Paul. So tying him with Tom Landry for appearances. Don Shula is the only guy that has more, besides Belichick, than Andy Reid trips to the Super Bowl, but he's 2-4 and four in those games. So Andy Reid's 3-2 and two in five right. trips to the Super Bowl, and I don't think he's done. So even if he has a couple more seasons, like they've gone to six straight conference championship games. The guy is just such a wizard now offensively, and, and he, he completely shook off that uh, two-minute drill. He's coaching with his hands around his neck. Like, that's so is that with. the let, – let's, let's flip the script. Yeah. So it's easy to promote these guys, in my opinion, like to say why they are yeah. a top-five coach, top ten. All right, so why wouldn't he be? Why, so Belichick is – without Tom Brady, he has a losing record. He has yeah. not been a yeah. great coach without like that's sort of the the downside of Belichick's resume. Um, Don Shula is he had arguably a goat quarterback. Maybe Dan one, Marino was arguably a one goat. trip with him, right? Yeah, like he went forever with Dan Marino, including <laughs> missing the playoffs, not yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. getting to the Super Bowl again, not winning it. Yeah, no, I can't put Shula on my my list. What is the sort of top bullet point argument against Andy Reid as an all time goat coach? Uh, I mean, I I think this is making my point. Go it, ahead. No, no, it's tough. I mean, proceed. Well, so with the Eagles, you can look at it. Maybe it, it slices both ways. He was one and three in NFC Championship games, hmm, right? Went to four of them. He did go to four of them, right? But like Marv Levy, people make fun of Marv Levy. They don't. They're not like, hey, Marv Levy went to four Super Bowls. It's oh, Marv Levy lost four Super Bowls. If Marv Levy had won three others in a different portion of his career, yeah. they'd look at that differently no. too. They would praise that as one of the more remarkable runs ever. Looking at it now, he's coached for twenty five seasons. He has three losing seasons, mm. which I don't even think you would really hold that against him. One was his first year, nineteen ninety nine. Yep, and then uh, he also his last year, so sort of like Bill Belichick, same thing. First year of the Patriots, last year of the Patriots, losing record. That happened to Reed, but then he immediately caught fire with Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I think because so there isn't one. Well, Is no, because for for years it was oh uh, four, and just like oh my god, the guy finally gets there, and then he just falls apart. Right, like there was like uh, clock management and all that stuff. People would laugh all the time about Andy Reed screwing it up, but then it's just been so many years now where that's not the case. So, so there's no strong argument against him. I don't think so. Not right now. No, that's I have him second. I have him second. I mean, Be- Belichick has nine Super Bowl appearances and six wins. So I know it's the most recent thing that we saw with Belichick. Not good. But like, I'm not going to ignore all the, the 20 years of insane success. So Reed has five Super Bowl appearances and three wins, correct? Yeah, he's three and two. Yep. Okay. So Bill's six and three. Reed's three and two. Reed, maybe the greatest offensive mind of uh, all time. Belichick, one of the greatest defensive minds of all time. So they, well, we're not do, we're not giving out offensive player of the year and MVP. I want one answer here. Tossing that in there. No, I got Bill one, Reed two. Okay. Well, but see, the problem is that's kind of modern era. That's very modern. Yeah, era. that's no, I know. Yeah, after two thousand or whatever, after ninety nine, uh, I got Pop Warner in there because you have to have some of the other guys in there. You have to have Paul Brown in there. You have I don't, to have, I don't Bill have Walsh. to do anything. No, uh, Bill Walsh. Now, I like Bill Walsh quite a bit. Yeah, and and if you put Bill Walsh in, don't you have to put in Chuck Knoll? Chuck Knoll probably would have to go in. Yeah. Now I think you can argue against those guys easily in that they were one franchise, one sort of quarterback core right. teams yep. dynasties. That's true, and that's where you get. Well, Joe Gibbs should be in there because he won three with three different quarterbacks. 
Yeah, he's very rare in that sense. Like, you look at a lot of the all-time winning guys or the guys that even have just the two Super Bowls. I think Joe Gibbs on paper, I think, all, honestly, I think some higher. of us are yeah. swayed by uh, Fourier ripping him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, the truth, when he came back, he, we don't even have to have any inside information. When he came back, it was not, it was not great. Yeah, but that shouldn't wash away the fact not that he won but... three Super Bowls with yeah. three different quarterbacks. That oh, that's is... crazy. A remarkable, first of all, winning three Super Bowls. I know we think <laughs> three, talk that's, to me when you get six. Right, that's a very short three list. Three Super Bowls yeah. is ridiculous. And yep. then to have done it without the benefit of a franchise quarterback, just one guy you could ride for the whole mm-hmm. totality of the Like, that is a remarkable feat in my mind. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Uh, yeah, Joe Gibbs, three and one in Super Bowl. So he even had a fourth appearance in there. So he had four trips to the yeah. Super Bowl. Walsh was three and oh. Parcells was two and one, and he won with two different quarterbacks. Yeah, he'd be three and zero oh if he tried in one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phone six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Jason's up in New Hampshire. He joins us next. What's up, Jason? Hey guys, I just want to uh, chime in there. One of those. Uh, so you uh, mentioned that Reed is three and two in the Super Bowl, but wasn't one of his losses to Belichick? Sure and was. If you yep. use Mahomes to Brady, uh, you know I thought Mahomes did a great job by saying, "Hey." When you're going to compare me to Brady, I got to admit I lost one to him. That, that sort of stacks the odds a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, no, I think yeah. it goes on there. I, I think it absolutely goes on there. And you're right, Mahomes' answer was fantastic. Are you also chasing the quarterback greats of this game? Because there's been so much discussion about now Mahomes in there with Brady. You've got to hear some of it. Yeah, I hear it. I mean, it's to me, it's always going to be tough because Brady beat me in the Super Bowl. That's one thing you always have in my head. But um, it gives me something to strive for every single day is chasing greatness. Um, and whenever I'm tired and I might not want to work out, I know that I have to do it in order to be in these moments like this. And so um, I know it's a long ways away. And it's not something that I'm like, I need to get seven Super Bowls right now. Um, but it does give me that added motivation to continue to be great every single day. I mean, that is something that Brady will always have on Mahomes. I assume Belichick will always have it on Reed. You never know. Maybe Bill goes to the Cowboys in two years. They're nasty whoa, whoa, whoa. and it's Chiefs-Cowboys. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Maybe next year we're talking about a Reed-Belichick yeah. Super Bowl. That'd be but a, I also oh my think- God, that'd be amazing. Yes, it would. Yeah. Especially, it means that Bill led a comeback. Like right. the Cowboys were one and four when he took over, or whatever. That'd be amazing. Went on a run. Um, no, that would be tremendous right now. But the head-to-head thing, I certainly think means something. Yeah, but I don't think it's like the be-all, end-all. The way Mahomes is painting it, like I can't ever pass Brady because we played in a Super Bowl and he beat me. Like no, no, that's not I don't think it's like that either. I mean, I also when you're talking about uh, Bill Belichick beat. Andy Reid with arguably Belichick's best team he's ever had. You know, so yep. it was the 04 Patriots were insane. Yep. Bel- uh, Brady had already won two Super Bowls, whereas Andy Reid had Donald McNabb and Freddie Mitchell. So if <laughs> if if he was playing, if it was the 04 Patriots versus the T.O. too. Now, T.O. was nasty. I, I obviously love T.O. I was stunned that you say Freddie Mitchell. Well, no, he that just stands out because he was doing the stupid bird thing. And <laughs> no, I know. Fred X delivers on Sundays. Yes, but he hurt them more than he helped them. He definitely did. No, but, like, if you took Patrick Mahomes, like, the whatever the best Chiefs team you think, it's probably not this year's team, but maybe a couple, no. like, last year or, no, probably uh, the first Super Bowl that they won. Like, if you take that team versus the 0-4 Patriots and see who wins, then I think that, you know, head-to-head means a little bit more. And also... They have the AFC title win. That's a Belichick win too. That's not just a good point. Yeah, right? no, that counts. That definitely counts. Technically, like, Brady 
Brady in and two Tuck different Bill, yeah. spots yep. cost Mahomes potentially he'd have five Super Bowls right now, right? Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes, Mahomes ha- would have five Super Bowls in six years if it weren't for the, the Brady Patriots and then the Brady Bucks. That's actually a great point because we always talk about how he blocked. Well, you have to say actually. No, well, That's a great point. I was it's not prepared for that today. No, because <laughs> we always talk about guys like Roethlisberger and Phillip Rivers and Peyton Manning missing out on any or more Super Bowls because of Brady. But yep. you also got to include Mahomes, which is crazy. And he'd be the GOAT. If he had those two, if he had five yeah. right now. Yeah. And, though, be, and head-to-head wins over Brady. Because it also removes two of Brady's. Correct. So they'd have the same yeah, right. amount oh, right yeah. now, yeah. and he'd have five in six years as a That's starter insane. with a couple MVPs thrown in, like, now, this, just this, walk away from the of game. Of all the crazy stats that we have heard over the last week-plus about Patrick Mahomes, he's 15-3 and three in the playoffs. His three losses, two to Tom Brady and one to Joe Burrow. So he's not losing to any like, – he's beating good ones, too. He beat Lamar Jackson. He beat Josh Allen. But anybody else is running – you're, you're going to try to run Brock Purdy at him? Like, no. It's nope. it's going to be Mahomes. All right, we'll get to your phone calls on this. Uh, 617-779-7937. We'll mix in uh, some winners. we got the bet du jour coming up next on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, Andy Hart in the house on this full tang Tuesday. You can join us at 617-779-7937. It's up on Twitter and Instagram as well, at Rich Keefe Show. Andy Hart's cracking into something at home. That'd be a C4, obviously. Guy is a C4 machine. He he really is. He is the vet. We should start calling him the vending machine. (laughs) Guy rolls in here with C4s all over the place. Very very generous. I will say that about Hart. Yeah, yeah. The guy uh, brings the C4. We are fueled by C4. Pay it forward. Every time he's here. Uh, Before we get to our bets, let's go back to the phones here as we're talking NFL coaches and where Andy Reid is now after the Super Bowl win. John is up in New Hampshire. What's going on, John? Good evening, fellas. Great conversation. You know, you look at Andy Reid, and he's a fabulous coach. And I agree with Andy. I think Paul Brown is the greatest coach ever in terms of only inventing the game as we know it. Obviously, Lombardi's resume is impeccable. But put them to the side. I still have Belichick at number one. The reason I'm going to pump the tires a little bit of the guys that coached in the 70s and 80s, like Gibbs and Walsh and Landry and Shula and Nolan, even Bill Parcells, of course, coming along in the 80s, is they were all coaching against each other. Uh, the coaches were better back then. They were better prepared to be the generals out there. So if you look at 1990, the NFC East, you had Parcells, Gibbs. You had Jimmy Johnson in his second year with Dallas. We know what he became. The worst coach in that division was Buddy Ryan, who happens to be one of the great defensive minds in the history of the sport. So I just think that there was a deeper pool of really great head coaches in that era. Now it's like Belichick and Reed, and then who else? A lot of, like, one-year offensive coordinators who get elevated to head coach and they're not really prepared. And as far as maybe second behind Belichick in this era, I still think that Joe Gibbs is the guy because he won three Super Bowls during that era against a lot of great teams in the NFC with three different quarterbacks, none of which are Hall of Fame caliber. So I I just think the coaching depth was better back then. You know, it's an interesting point, John, and I think that kind of happens – 
all the time because you can look back on these guys and you can see their entire career and you can see how many guys are in the Hall of Fame, right? And so maybe at that time, you didn't know how good some of them were. It happens in all sports. I mean, there are plenty of people in the NBA, like NBA fans would be like, oh, they don't have the talent like they did in the 80s or like the or the 90, early 90s. Like, yeah, it's better. It's actually better now. Like, there's no Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, but if you want to go top 50 versus top 50, I'd say it's better now. I'm not saying that the coaching is better now, but he's kind of glossing over, you know, Mike Tomlin's won a Super Bowl, John Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl, so it's more than just Belichick and, and Reed. But what do you? How do you compare the generations coaching wise? Well, see, I was I was trying to think of that, and I think it's probably similar when it all sort of shakes out. Like we have the totality of that generation. Yes, like we give like. Gibbs was a much longer run than, say, Jimmy Johnson, but he included Jimmy Johnson in the conversation. But, like, when Sean McVay's career is over, you know, or, like, even even Kyle Shanahan, who right now we're ripping on, but if he ends up being like Andy Reid, I'm not saying right. wins five Super Bowls, but he figures it out, maybe wins one or two, we're going to look back 20 years from now and be like, oh, my God, in 2024, you had Kyle Shanahan and McVay and Belichick. and like so, Or Mike McDaniel. Or example. even Mike McDaniel, for God's sake. Like, he's yeah. coached for two years. And at portions of the first couple of years, he's been like the talk of the NFL and right. his offense and what they can do. And he's got this quarterback playing at an MVP level. And there was a there was a time last year where they were believed to be the best team in football. And they weren't, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. once you see the totality of his career, I think you'll have a better perspective on that. I will say right now, literally right now, I'm a little dubious because – this year they hired a bunch of young coaches or retread coaches that I have some no, that's true. serious reservations about. Yeah. And you, whether they're done or not, you removed Pete Carroll, you removed Bill Belichick, that's a you lot of removed wins. Mike Vrabel. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a ton of wins you just left for those three so guys. That's fair. I think this year in and of itself, 2024, there may be an argument that yeah. it's one of the worst sets of coaches in the history of the NFL. Now again, I don't know. I don't I don't want to prejudge prejudice, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have some doubts about this thirty two man group. Uh yeah. No, you're right. Although like you'll you know, he mentioned the NFC East from years ago, and you're right. I mean you had Hall of Fame coaches in there. I mean the AFC West this upcoming year is gonna be what, Andy Reid, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton? Yeah, I'm not but a big Sean Payton, Payton fan. I'm not. Like, a, I'm not well, burning he, out. He won a Super Bowl. Good? I don't love him. I'm just saying he did win a Super Bowl. And then Jim Harbaugh. Okay, he won in college. Yep. He went to the NFL. I mean, went to the Super Bowl in the NFL, right. but didn't win it. Yeah. Um, where is he going to end up? Like, and that's what we tend to do because once a guy is a made man, like Andy Reid is now a made man. Oh yeah, he is. And we're like he's one of the greatest coaches of the last 25 years. Well, the first half of that we Didn't weren't so feel sure. That way. Yeah, ten right? year, for 10 years you're like, oh yeah, he was kind of in that list with some of the guys we just named. Right. Yeah, or like Belichick. Yeah, in sure. Cleveland, like kind of a boob, yeah, kind of cranky. Yep. Gets to New England and he's on the ropes. And oh my God, he's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, and now, true. so everything. you need to kind of get to the end of the book and then look back at it equally because right now it's not, like you said, McVay. McVay could end up being like Bill Walsh, essentially, because not only was Bill Walsh a great winner, but the system he used and the offshoot coaches that came from Bill Walsh are part of his greatness. Mm -hmm. The West Coast offense and all of the guys that were on his coaching tree. If Sean McVay has, let's just say Sean McVay wins one more title on his own, Yep. And then all his, these assistants end up winning like six. Doesn't that elevate Sean McVay's sort of 
reputation and level of greatness for this era. So, of course, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I, I, I think it's 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 an ongoing fluid situation. Fluid. I'm just happy that finally somebody came to their senses and agreed to, with me. Paul that Brown. Paul yep, Brown's yeah, he, gra- yep. uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say somebody. Mike Lombardi wrote a book about it. I, oh, he, God. he took basically my arguments, put it in a book, yep. and then Didn't read now that the caller one. John agreed with yeah. me. All right, well, let's try to win some money now. It's time for the bet du jour on the Rich Keefe Show. And uh, yesterday... Bounce back after what was a disappointing Super Bowl for me personally. Uh, Hart, what do you have tonight in the bet du jour? You got Celtics in action, Bruins in action, plenty of other games as well. Celtics in action. Yep. Uh, Celtics were in action on Super Bowl Sunday. They sure were. Jalen Brown went over on Super Bowl Sunday, won me a little coin. So you got into a little uh, little uh, brouhaha with Duncan Robinson as well. Yeah, and I like that. They don't like each other. And I like my guy JB. I know you do. leader. I know you do. Being in the dunk contest, even though it's a... He better win that thing. I love it. Yeah, we'll he see. He better win. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with my typical, because it was getting high, then it was getting low. I think I think Sunday was 19 and a half when I took it, the over on Really? On I believe so. Wow. It was, it was sub-20. What's Because he was in a slump. Yeah. He went like 1 of 15 or something on threes in a couple game stretch. That's he true. was struggling. Yep. Um, he's back, baby. So give me uh, Jalen Brown, 22 and a half, over, and then to sweeten it, just Sweetener. a little bit. Okay. Just throw the Celtics money line in there because they're favored, I think, by eight. Yeah. But just go money nine. line. Okay. Gives you a little positive juice on this little two leg parlay with JB on right. the over 22 and a half. All right. Yeah. And I got two bucks on it, right? Oh, that's big stuff. Now. Very good. I'm going to go in the same game. Jason Tatum over eight and a half rebounds. He's been on an absolute tear, both scoring and grabbing boards. He leads the team in rebounding. Second on the team in rebounding is Chris Stapps Porzingis, who is out tonight. So that means even more boards for Tatum to Can scoop Can we talk up. about that just for a half a second? Yeah, of course. The whole idea that they tried to pretend they weren't going to let teams uh, screw around with load management. No, they're not. These guys are hurt one night at a time, and they're fine. <laughs> with all, like, new injury. Yeah. Like, oh, they're he's fine. got a lower back contusion. Back It'll be bruise. fine tomorrow. He'll be yeah. dunking and shooting, like, 40-foot threes tomorrow. Yeah. But today, he's a, it's what a joke. Yeah, he'll, be, he'll be fine. Uh, all right, Stiz, what do you have tonight? I will go over uh, with the Bruins. They are at home tonight hosting the Lightning. It's Brad Marchand, Marchand's uh, thousandth game. Give me a Marchand anytime goal, baby. Oh, All I right. like that. It is. It's his thousandth game? Plus 175. Yes, tonight will be his oh, thousandth like game. Yes. I like that. Ooh, that's a real good one. Yeah. I'm, I was thinking of that. I was also looking at Pasternak. First goal. That's not first goal of the game. Pasternak is like plus six hundred. Oh, and don't you think? I feel like they're going to kind of yo-yo. Like they were bad against the Flames, then they kicked ass against the Canucks, then, then they, they sucked yeah. the other night against Washington. So we're due tonight. I think they're going right. to swinging tonight. I like that math. That math is mathing to me. <laughs> That's mathing yep, it up. Right, that works right, pretty great. I might go. I'm going to. Can you do? Can you parlay the first goal with stuff? I don't even know if you can. I'll, I'll take a look at it in the uh, in the break. One hour down. We have three hours to go. Uh, if you want to weigh in on anything from the Super Bowl coaching matchup, Mahomes, Chiefs dynasty, feel free. I do want to get to uh, Craig Breslow, Hearts Uh-oh. guy, Craig Uh-oh. Breslow. Did yapping... he sign somebody important? He did not. Spoiler. He, he was just yapping away, saying a lot of words. He and Cora spoke as uh, we're baseball season's here. Baseball season is upon us, so we'll uh, kick around what's going on with the Sox. Coming up next, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, W-E-E-I.